All right, here we go. We're gonna what's what's going on? Schizo Jits here. We're gonna call this "What's Next." All right, I'm gonna start with Izzy and Pahea because obviously that was the last fight, and um, obviously they're already slated for the rematch, so that kind of takes care of them. So, if anything, I kind of want to just talk about the rest of the division, and because uh, really, it's either a potential matchups once this is done. You know what I'm saying? Basically, so. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking that's what we're going to have to do here. And, uh, yeah, here's the rankings right here. So this is actually welterweight and middleweight rankings. Now, the reason I'm doing both is because there's a lot of what's next topics in the, both these divisions. So, like I said, uh, the champ right now has a name, and it's Alex Bahia. And they got Israel Adesanya. So, obviously, they're going to fight each other. It's already kind of set in stone. It's just, like, when and where. And you got comms out, like, calling out Alex Bahia, saying he'll fight him in Brazil in, was it January? And then Kobe in March, which, I mean, obviously, dude, let the guy fucking enjoy. He just had a five-round war with Izzy, taxing fight. A lot of strikes landed both sides, leg kicks, everything. A lot of damage on both sides, really, I mean. So, I mean, let the body rest. Let him freaking enjoy his damn win. You know, you act like he's just going to go, oh, yeah, let me turn around because you missed weight at 70 and you're a horrible matchup for me. Let me fight you. It makes no fucking sense, really. Honestly, that fight makes no sense right now. Like, short notice fight just because, okay, this guy's a good matchup. You know, Bo Nickel called out, comes out. Why doesn't comes out say, let me go up and fight Bo Nickel? You know, uh, you know what I mean? And, and at January or whenever, February. You know, and then I'll turn around and fight Kobe and March. And of course not, you know, he knows it's, he thinks it's an easy matchup potentially, which, I mean, we get into too, because I don't know what you guys think, that Combs out will just come up and ragdoll him. Maybe he will. I mean, he did the much bigger Jack Hermanson when they had a wrestling match, but Jack Hermanson does not have the strike. And he do not even have the wrestling. He's more of a jiu-jitsu guy. But um, he doesn't have the stand-up game to, like, keep comms out off, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I mean, but hey, obviously does. So I don't know how easy he will be to take down because, I mean, you know, obviously comms out is better wrestling. You know, he's a better wrestler than Pahea, obviously. We all know that. But, I mean, he's basically essentially, <laughs> he's be taking on a heavyweight, light heavyweight in a middleweight body, whatever. But really a heavyweight, because if he's like a 220, 215, 220 at the time of fight night, the time the fight uh, starts at night, you know, you know, the weigh-in is 185. He's cutting him down from like 230. So if he balloons back up to 215, 220, I mean, he's going to make Kamza look kind of small in there, I think. You know what, Kamza will be in the, in the ring with, you know, he'll be in the cage about 195, 200, you know, who knows. But, uh... I, mean, I don't know how big he is actually just walking around with it, but it's nowhere near 230. So he would, I mean, Pahea would make Kamza look kind of small in there. Yeah, I'm sure he could still take him down and do that, but it's going to take a lot more energy to wear somebody out that's that much bigger than you and keep him down anyway. You know, Kamza has shown that he doesn't have the best cardio for his style of, and his pace, I should say. So, I mean, that's something to think about right there. But um, obviously, he has a skill-wise. He could take down Pajaro, I would think, and be able to maybe get a like a decision. But I don't know that Pajaro just got his brown belt. So everyone was making fun of that. Like, comes out, of course, like saying, you know, he's, still, he's not even a blue belt type thing. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like Alex Pajaro, like a lot of UFC and just everybody in general right now are kind of just um, making it seem like, he got a lucky shot or something against Izzy and, 
totally disregard like his wrestling. Like you got Anthony Smith, all these guys like talking shit. Like you know that like, he can't beat anybody in that top five or whatever. I mean, it's like come on, dude. Izzy did not dominate him. He didn't Khabib him. One round he held him down. You know he didn't actually get a takedown. Other than the fact that. I mean, I'm not even talking shit like on Izzy. I mean, he showed some wrestling. He showed a lot in that fight. You know, they're both fight. They both fought great. You know, this has to be a winner. There has to be a loser. But I feel like Izzy, I mean, it's not like he fucking dominated him wrestling. I mean, he took him down once that on a takedown that Alex Bahia clinched that he initiated, trying to go for like a judo toss in the hips. And, you know, he just didn't have the best angle for it. And Izzy kind of read it and smothered his hips and pushed forward. And I think uh, ended up, tossing him and ended up on top but and that's how he ended up on top and that was it the rest of the time yeah there's some clinch work in the up against the cage and all that but no matter what position either if Pajaya was against the cage or Izzy was like Pajaya was landing some nice body shots you know he's throwing knees to the body he was doing some good clinch work himself or at least at least always kind of touching him you know doing something so I mean it's like how effective was that wrestling it tired himself out maybe maybe that was a part of Pajaya's strategy too let Izzy come in and you know do work on the top and hold him down and not really threaten too much but wear himself out as well and I think that's kind of what happened I think Izzy lost his legs also in the last round because he probably got a little gas himself you know from all the wrestling so but um, I'm just saying, like, if you look at the top five right here, like, all these guys just straight disrespecting Pajaya, like, just, like, he'd be so easy to take down and dominate it, but there's really not a lot of wrestlers in the top five when you think about it. We're looking at it right, I'm looking at it right here, it's like, you got Izzy, number one, obviously, that's going to be the same, it's going to be another, they fought three times, and it's going to be another kickboxing match, so, when they fight again, but for Robert Whitaker right there, I mean... I can see Robert Whitaker taking him down. He could do that, maybe tap him or do some damage. But, I mean, it's not like Robert Whitaker is that volume wrestler where he's going to come in and just constantly taking you down. Khabib or, like, Islam just, I'll shoot 100 times if that's what it takes. You know, he's not that style guy. He's not, you know, he won't do that. You know I mean? He likes to stand and bang, too. He like he has power on both hands. He's not. And, like I said, Pajaya is huge, you know. When you think about it. So, like I said, Pajaya is huge. He's a freaking light heavyweight. Fight night, he's a light heavyweight slash heavyweight fighting a middleweight, which is basically a, a welterweight because, you know, Robert Whitaker came from welterweight. So, I mean, he's not even the biggest uh, middleweight out there. So, I mean, Alex Pajaya is going to be a little bit harder for him to take down. He's still going to have to get in that range, the danger zone, basically. You know, if Pajaya is striking... And uh, I don't know. I think that matchup would just be like Whitaker versus Izzy, honestly. But, you know, and, and Izzy was able to knock out uh, Whitaker the first time. And Pajaya definitely has more. Damn, over here talking about Izzy. I start burping. Uh, no, I'm not taking PEDs, but uh, I, don't, I do. Got, I might have a little man boobage, but not. Uh, what's that other shit? Uh, whatever he's got, gyno. Yeah. I don't have that. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. But, um, so I don't know. Whitaker, I don't I think actually Pajaya matches up okay with Whitaker because it's still going to be the same dangers, the danger zone for Whitaker. And he does lunge a lot when he throws that, you know, he throws that jab out there or whatever, you know, big combos he has. He really does lunge out there and, and throw it out there and put his head up, chin up. And I think he exposes a lot. And somebody like Pajaya, it won't take long for him to relook what he did to Strickland. You know, Strickland was doing the, like what Dan Hardy said, the freaking cocksucking defense, whatever. 
but um, and got caught quick. You know, it didn't take him long to make that read and adjustment and finish the fight. And with Whitaker, it'd be the same thing. Yeah, he might have the threat of the takedown, but he's not a, a heavy wrestler like that, where it's throwing shots nonstop in your face. You know, I mean, he's more he does like stand and bang too. So he still has to close that distance, and that'll still be an interesting matchup for sure, and exciting as fuck. But I still a little favor Alex. I favor the champ, you know, on that one. That's what I'm saying. You look at this top five; it's not really that like fucking like heavy on wrestlers. Even Karanier, could he take him down? Maybe, but maybe not. You know, he still would be a stand-up fighter, and I could see Karanier or Whitaker maybe even knocking out uh, Pajaya because his defense. You know, he does get hit. You know, every fight he does get kind of clipped, but he's durable and he comes back and he. He adjusts and then he makes the, he comes in for the kill and, and gets it usually. That's what's happened so far. So I mean, that's what we've seen. And I think Whitaker, Cannonier, all these guys could actually probably knock him out potentially. Is he as well? But they're still taking a serious risk when it comes to just stand up. If there's just stand up war with this guy, he is knocking these guys out. Cannonier too, yeah, he hits hard, he's a tough guy. I think where Izzy should have finished him, I think Pahea could finish him, you know, like Cannonier take him down and all that, but he's still not a volume wrestler like that either. So as I'm saying, you look at all these guys in the top ten really, there's the only one that stands out as being a wrestler is Derek Brunson. You know, like who could probably make the fight look easy against Pahea if he can take down and implement his game, his ground game and all that, but he, you know, like when he fought Izzy, as soon as he got hit, he, his game plan kind of changed too. He got a little shook on the feet. And like I said, Pahe hits it way harder. He makes it just reads way better. If you're not that level, you don't get that takedown immediately. I can see Pahe beating him too. Vittori, I mean, yeah, he has some. Everyone's saying, oh, he should have took down Izzy and all that, but he's really not a wrestler either. He's a jiu-jitsu guy. So it's like, I mean, he didn't have that type of chain wrestling either. And, he's, you know, like I said, this fool's huge. But hey, it was huge. So, I mean, he could, you know, he might be able to stuff a lot of those takedowns anyway and make Vittori work and expose himself and get rocked. I mean, I don't, I, I honestly think if Izzy could beat all these guys, I mean, so could pay a, a somewhat, you know. Like I said, his tougher matchup would be the Brunsons, you know, the guys who could take him down. And Whitaker, of course, because he's rounded, he's good everywhere and he has a lot of power in both hands. I'm just saying, like, stylistically, he still has to get into that danger zone to close that distance, and he does lunge a lot and reach with his punching and his strikes. And I just feel like uh, he'll make a mistake in there that Pahea will make him, you know, capitalize a lot faster, you know, than uh, Izzy did when they fought. And um, so, I mean, actually, these matchups aren't too bad for him. Obviously, somebody like Kamza comes up just straight, wants to ragdoll and wrestle. You know, he might be able to do that with, um, you know, he might be able to do that to to uh, Pahea, but even then, he still has, he's going to look a lot smaller in there, you know, so that's another thing to think about. But, uh, yeah, so that's what's next for there. Um, I think I got to go cook dinner right now, so I'll end this one there and start the next one. Yeah, let me know what you guys think about that. I'm I'm kind of thinking that uh, Pahea, yeah, obviously it's Pahea Izzy, but I don't think there's that many crazy bad matchups for Pahea like everyone's thinking. It's kind of like the same thing. Everyone doubted Izzy because he was just a striking. Well, it's the same thing for Pahea. He has a little bit more power, but, you know, this the Izzy rematch is actually kind of the best thing that for Pahea because it'll let allow him time to get better. He already fought Izzy three times, so he knows how to strike with him. He knows how to do all that. He's going to continue under Glover to just get better and better with the wrestling department, with, you know, jiu-jitsu, all that. He just got his brown belt like we were talking about, but, you know, he got that. But um, 
So, I mean, he, he's obviously working his ground game. He has for years. So it's just going to continue to get better. So if he does win in the rematch, then it's like, you know, he could face these guys who have the, who might have the wrestling advantage and be able to take him down and defeat him that way. So it's actually a, a pretty good situation for, for, um, uh, for Pajera right now because like if he had got right away if say Izzy didn't want that rematch and he'd have to fight Robert Whitaker he'd have to fight Vittori or Cannoneer Brunson these guys Costa if he resigns or whatever then that would you know that would easier to beat all, most of these guys so that would actually be better that would be a better advantage for Izzy to be like, okay, well, if, you know, he, uh, Pahea still hasn't learned enough and he goes and gets taken out by one of these guys that he's already beaten, then, you know, it'll be easier for Igwe's belt back in his eyes, you know. But as far as for Pahea, I think, you know, this is actually the best case scenario is him getting the rematch. And, you know, if it takes three months, six months, whatever it is, he's going to get better then. And then by the time they get another fighter announced and he's going to get that much better, all that time to grow. And if it's take down defense, like I said, the only guy I really got to worry about with just takedowns is Brunson in that top five. Everybody else is kind of just more strikers who have some either jiu-jitsu or some decent wrestling or anti-wrestling, stuff like that. So I actually think he might be okay right there. And if all else fails, I think for Pahea, he could even go up to 205. I mean, I don't know. He could even go up to 205, honestly. Obviously, he wouldn't fight Glover. You know, that would probably be a big no-no, you know, but I mean... You got Yuri. I mean, there's a lot of crazy matchups there for for him there, even, you know. You got Yuri, who's a champ. They have the rematch with Glover coming up, so that's, a, that's, a, that's a, you know, obviously he's not going to fight Glover, you know, but, you know, Glover's almost out of there. If he wins his belt and, you know, retires off into the sunset, then more power to him. I think that's probably the best bet. You got Jan. I mean, I think he matches up good with Jan. Jan's not like a crazy wrestler himself. He's also a jiu-jitsu guy who was able to take Izzy down and control him. But, you know, he was already winning on the feet as well. So he would definitely start to, he would start, the, you know, all fights, all rounds start standing. So he would have to stand and bang with Pahea. And like I said, Pahea's basically a heavyweight. So I think he matches up pretty deep. Uh, decent with these guys at light heavyweight as well. I mean, Yuri, imagine Yuri and Alex Pahea in a match, in a super fight. That would be fucking insane. I mean, but I mean, I, I think Yuri has a little bit more power, a little more like uh, just unorthodox, unpredictable type striking where he could just throw some hips as well, you know, keeps hands low, jumps in and out, you know, but he's so aggressive but unpredictable himself and has a, a good ass chin but does get hit you know both these guys do get hit they're high level but they can get hit so that fight would just be fucking fireworks i'm not saying i kind of i'm rooting for glover in the rematch but i mean just to see him you know ride off into the sunset with the championship but um but Yuri's exciting you know what i mean but look at all these guys i mean other than i i mean anthony smith imagine anthony smith and fucking Pahaya. I would love to see that fight. I, I think Pahea, I mean, all the shit that Anthony Smith's talking like that, he basically, Pahea got lucky and, you know, he doesn't beat anybody in the top five. I mean, dude, I mean, take him in the top five at light heavyweight and see what's up. You know, he, I bet you he smokes Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith ain't even that good of a takedown artist like that. And he's a jiu-jitsu guy himself and, and standing. Was he got a puncher's chance at that point? I mean, I would love to see that fight. <laughs> I mean, there's some crazy matchups right there. Jabal Hill. I mean, fuck. I like Jabal Hill as a beast. Imagine him and fucking Pahaya. I mean, so this guy potentially does have where he could be a, a champ champ himself. <clears throat> you know, I don't think, like I said before, I don't think 
that middleweight division is that scary for him, you know, like with the top five anyway. I think he could do okay with that, you know what I'm saying? And the light heavyweights right there, I mean, there's some interesting matchups there. There's not like crazy wrestlers there either, you know what I mean? So other guys that can take him down and maybe do all that, you know, but he's a big dude. You're going to want to hold him down. It's going to take a lot of energy. So like Vittori might gas himself trying to just hold this big guy down, you know, maybe like a Sean Strickland, but he already had his chance and he got knocked out. So, I mean, who else is there? You know what I mean? At that division, gassing him too small. Jack Hermanson, basically another jujitsu guy, not a wrestler. So there's, he's actually in a good division for his style. You know, that's why Izzy has been able to thrive and, and keep winning and dominating because there's not a lot of wrestlers in that division. Bo Nickel, yeah. Bo Nickel's not ranked yet. So once Bo Nickel comes up, yeah. I mean, they made that fight right now. You know, Izzy, Pahea, Bo Nickel, he beats both those guys probably the same night. You know, as long as he don't take any damage, you know, he gets that takedown easily I mean, on both these guys. You know, so. And he's shown that he's he's no, he's got a pretty decent, like, um, He's able to uh, transition from wrestling to jiu-jitsu to submissions and do all that. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Bo Nickel's a horrible matchup for basically everybody in that whole division. The whole middleweight division or light heavyweight if he wants to go there. But he might be a little undersized there because guys are fucking huge, you know, coming down from 230. I mean, so, yeah, I don't know, man. Tell me what you guys think. I think, like I said, I mean... I'm excited for that rematch, you know, uh, for the fourth time these guys fighting. I think every time it's going to be a good fight, style matchup, and it's a kickboxing match. And I think a lot of people are underestimating Pahea, you know, this rematch, immediate rematch actually gives him time to prepare for future opponents, gives him more time to grow. And uh, what? who better to grow under than fucking Glover, you know, who's rounded, you know, rounded everywhere. And, you know, so, yeah, I think I got a... Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. We'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously they're two, they're next. So, but after that, there's a lot of interesting matchups in middleweight. So, I mean, you know, but yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's for that one. Um, tell what you guys think on that one. Who's next for both these guys after the fact? Because they're gonna rematch. So, so that's the thing. If if uh, Izzy gets the rematch, does that mean they're gonna have another fucking rematch? Or if so, I mean, that would actually be good for Perry to just get better. You know, but yeah, we got Dustin Poirier. What's next with him? I mean, like, let's look at that lightweight here. But I think like Poirier is more interested. It seems like in um, more like the money fights right now. That's what it kind of seems to me. It doesn't seem like he's so interested in just uh, fighting whoever. You know, like he wants money fights, and I mean, who could blame him? I mean, guys. He's tearing it up. He's earned that. I mean, he's putting put in work for years. You know, so we got, you know, Charles Oliveira at the top of that division. So, I mean, Charles Oliveira goes Dustin Poirier, Gagey, Barry, Darius, Benil Darius, and Michael Chandler to round out the five. I like to say it's top six because uh, Fazeev's right there, too. There's been a lot of talks with Gagey and Fazeev, Darius and Fazeev, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of good uh, matchups right there. Um I think uh, Oliveira and Dustin Poirier makes a lot of sense, obviously. You know, I mean, Poirier's coming off a win. Oliveira loss, but um, I wouldn't mind seeing that matchup for Poirier. I mean, I mean, that's a more high profile that could keep him right in the title picture if he wins it, you know, with the win there. 
it's a rematch. So um, <clears throat> I don't think Darius. I think I would like to see Poirier and Darius, but as far as the name value, as far as what Poirier is looking for, is kind of a money fight. I don't think he's there. Even though he has an eight-fight fucking win streak, I think Darius is the toughest matchup for a lot of guys in the division. And, I mean, he could actually give Poirier a lot of problems, I think. He's a big welter. I mean, he's a big welterweight. I mean, I mean a big lightweight, I should say. <laughs> He'd be a small watch away, but you know he's a big lightweight, and he has, you know, he has. We're talking world class jujitsu, no gi, world champion, multiple time, you know, and then also just, you know, under Rafael Cordero with his Cordero with his kickboxing, which has just grown leaps and bounds. So I mean, he's really good and anti wrestling, which you know we won't have to worry about with Poirier be more of a standing fight. I think he has maybe a little more power and accuracy than maybe Poirier, but Poirier just has the volume and, you know, just the defense and timing and power on both hands, a little slower, you know. Um, actually, like that matchup, uh, I think it goes to the ground. I, I would favor Darius, but um, I mean, they're both black belts, all that, but I mean, that's just a matchup. I think Poirier just maybe, you know, obviously Darius, you know, he deserves that next level name or whatever you know to get up to the top three it's always like Oliveira, Poirier, Gagey you know Chandler was there but you know he's two and three now so it's you know I think he lost a lot in this last fight so it's you know you got Fiziev, Darius and Fiziev that kind of makes sense too it could be a good fight barn burner but I think they're also talking uh, Gagey and Fiziev which Kind of like a lose-lose for Gagey, you know, because Fiziev's dangerous, you know, and it'll be a more of a stand-up fight than anything. If Gagey would just embrace the wrestling and come at it at that angle, then he could make a lot of these fights look easy, too. Same thing with Chandler, but I think they make it a little tougher on themselves because they are entertainers and they are going for the kill and they are high-octane athletes. So, you know, that's what they're trying to do, you know. So it's like they kind of lose focus maybe on that, but it'd be nice to see even Gagey just get into his All-American wrestling and, and smash on the guys like Fiziev or whoever, you know, Poirier even. He, he could have easily taken him down and did all that. Not easily, but, you know, he has that advantage, but just not to use it. You know, Oliveira, all that, you know, you always want to stand and bang. It's like an ego thing, but also because, like I said, wrestling takes a lot of work. You want to train wrestling, you want to train to knock people out, you know. So that's what it comes down to is a strategy and what you want to do. You know, are you trying to win or trying to entertain? You know, but yeah, I think those are the interesting matchups in lightweight. There's a lot of interesting lightweight. Obviously, Chandler. I mean, he's been calling. He called out fucking Jorge Masvidal. He's called out Con Connor. The newest, the latest one he's called out for the BMF belt was Jorge Masvidal, which obviously that matchup's fireworks. I mean, Masvidal <clears throat> he sells, and it's always going to be a, a tough fight. And you know, honestly, I just thinking about that fight, I do feel like Masvidal does have the edge. Obviously, he fights at 170, but you know. uh I just feel like the boxing style. I feel like uh, Masvidal, other than other than Camaro, no one's ever really knocked him out like that. So he never got finished before like that on the feet. So that's the one thing. I think he has a better chin for that style of what what Chandler tries to bring, and he has pretty good takedown defense. Chandler's a little undersized. It feels like a welterweight, weight, you know. So I don't I don't feel like he's just going to hold him down, maybe for a round or two, but then he might gas himself out and then have to stand and bang. And I just feel like. Uh, I mean, it'd be an exciting fight for sure. But I also think that it would favor Masvidal. I would favor Masvidal in that fight. I mean, just that matchup alone, you know. But I'm not saying Chandler's not as good. I think he's probably better everywhere than Masvidal. But 
just the fact that he's undersized and Masvidal, that style of fight that it would become, you know, straight up wrestling match or, you know, fucking 100 yard sprint. I mean, all kinds of shit. You probably favor Michael Chandler in, in that match, but who hits harder, all that. But as far as who could take a punch and who could do that style, it'd be an exciting fight. But like I said, I, fa- I favor Masvidal, the bigger Masvidal in that in that matchup. So that brings us to Chandler. Like, I mean, what's next with him? You know, realistically, he could be 5-0 and right now if he just fought with a better strategy and game plan. But uh, he's 2-3 and now. So, I mean, he did take a big loss in that last fight. You know, it's like, what's next for him? It's He actually did take a loss there, you know, because usually, like, he's the type of fighter, like, even when he, you know, even when he loses, he really wins, you know, like that type of thing because he's so exciting and everyone does want to see him fight again. And there's crazy matchups for him everywhere. Imagine Chandler and Fazeev. That'd be a crazy-ass fight. Chandler and Dos Anjos. You know, that'd be Martin Bernie. You know, there's a lot of guys he could fight there. Darius, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Darius should be down to fight him, but, you know, he's coming off a win, and really he should have already had his title shot or been fighting Makachev, you know, so that one's a little bit more, like, I don't know. But but uh, for Chandler, what is there? I mean, he's calling out welterweights, calling out anybody, Connor. I mean, I can see that. You know, they're both coming off losses. Exciting. Connor comes back, and if he does, it's still a winnable fight for Chandler. I mean, I mean for Connor, like Chandler definitely has more ways to win than Connor because he has wrestling and all that crazy power, all the shit. But Connor has this precision, time, you know. And if Chandler walks into something, you know, he has been known to get hit in his fights and get hurt. So, I mean, that's what makes it like an exciting fight, like make it happen because anything could happen. Connor could win. You know, Chandler could win. Connor wins that fight. He's right back in the title picture, or at least a top five picture. You know, then he could fight Gagey or he could fight, you know, Poirier again or whatever. Oliveira, Darius. I mean, there's a lot of matchups there. You know, or go all the way to the title with Makachev because he's going to be tied up with Volk. So, well, Volkanovski and uh, and uh, Makachev are tied up because they're going to fight each other in a super fight. The rest of the division kind of could, you know, fight each other off and, you know, just jockey for position to get that next title fight. So... Makes it more interesting, opens it up a bit than someone just dominating for all this time. You know, it, it, it makes a good watch. Well, we will get to featherweight in a minute because there's a lot of crazy matchups of featherweight, too. I definitely want to break down that one. We got Max Holloway at the top who basically cleared out the division already. So it's kind of hard for him. You know, there's not so many interesting matchups for him. But I mean, obviously, it's a lot always interesting when it's Max Holloway. But I mean, that means something that makes sense, you know. Like, I think Holloway, uh, Korean Zombie makes a lot of sense. But uh, we'll get back to that in a minute. So I'll pause this for a second, and uh, I'll be back. All right, yeah, back again for one of my my couple breaks, you know. Had to take an enchilada break. I made some chicken enchiladas, so I went and just had one real quick while the rice is still being made. So I could, I could come do another segment real quick while the rice is being made. But uh, yeah, back to what I was talking about—the featherweight division. That—that's insane, right here. We got to look at that because we got Volkanovski. Obviously, he's obviously he's tied up with with uh, Makachev. You know, we were just talking about that. So Makachev and Volk are are basically tied up right there, which leaves Max Holloway, who's basically fought everybody in this division already. I mean, either him or either Volk or or Max has fought these guys. I mean. They just announced Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. That's two against five. 
uh, in the rankings. And that fight is obviously going to be fucking insane. I mean, both guys come to fight, brutalize their opponent. I mean, Josh Emmett has wrestling, obviously, coming from alpha male and has a wrestling background, but he likes to, he has hammers for fists and he likes to throw them and he likes to land some death at a stadium knockouts and he always brings war. Every single fight is barn burning. Same thing with Yair. He comes at it with a little bit more sniper type, you know, precision and just game changing, just unorthodox style, like Taekwondo kicks kicks and a lot more kicks and more diverse, I think. Emmett could always make it easier for himself if he does utilize the wrestling, but he doesn't really do that for if this is not a main event, then if they're only going three rounds then it's gonna be even crazier. Five rounds they might have to pace themselves a bit. And I could see maybe uh there's going to be a title elimination fight, so it should be a five-rounder. It would be nice. Hopefully, this will headline something, unless it's going to be on a pay-per-view or whatever, but I get it. I don't even know exactly when it is. I, I know they announced it re, you know, recently, but that fight's going to be amazing. So, you got Max Holloway. He's already beat Yair. He went a close fight. He beat Ortega already. You know, Arnold Allen's number four. That's the guy who just beat um, Calvin Cater even though it was by a, a freak injury with Cater going for a jumpy knee in the second round and and landing wrong and blowing out his knee or whatever. But honestly, um, I don't think you could really RL look fucking amazing up until that point. You know, he looked great. So you shouldn't penalize him for that. You know, that was he, he was looking great in that fight. He you know, he was looking awesome. So I wouldn't mind seeing Max and Arnold Allen, actually. I think that's a good fight. I think that's a good matchup for Max because he is a little bigger and has that where he can just maybe he might be able to, even though Arnold Allen, you know, he mixes up his strikes a lot more. It's not just punches. He does a lot of hands, but he knows how to mix in his kicks and all that. So, I mean, I think that could be a crazy barn burner type fight that that could favor Max because of his volume and because he can take a punch. So, I mean, Arnold Allen, I can imagine him being a lot quicker and landing like heavier blows like early on, but with the volume of max and can you keep that pace up where max is going to keep coming keep coming another fight I, I thought for max holloway would be nice is the korean zombie that somebody hasn't fought yet chan sung jung i mean that is a fight that obviously they're both kind of zombies you know you got the hawaiian zombie versus korean zombie in that one because they both come forward take a lot of damage and just keep coming no matter what you know so i mean you could you know I would love to see that fight. They both, you know, I think Max has way more volume, so that would, you know, but also uh, Chan Sung Jung, I mean, Korean Zombie is definitely a great counterpuncher and has a lot of power, you know, so and has great ground game if it goes there. I mean, good timing. He has that awkward style too, so weird timing. Max is more just, he has good timing, but also he's just volume, 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 just in your face. You throw something at him, he's throwing punches and bunches and never stops coming, so I mean, that... That one makes a lot of sense, too. But I would think Max Arnold Island, I think that would be a good one, you know, since everyone else kind of, I don't know about Brian Ortega or Brian Ortega Arnold Island. I'm not sure if Ortega is matched up right now. I'd have to look that up. Uh, Calvin Cater just had the injury, so he's going to be out for a while. And uh, really, yeah, that's just the top six, really, on that division. As uh, Volk goes and fights, I mean, it kind of makes sense, I guess, because who would Volk fight right now? I mean, it would be Rodriguez or the winner out of uh, Emmett. Yeah, the winner out of Emmett Rodriguez, really. I mean, he's already fought Max, obviously beat him twice. He's already fought Ortega. Or he beat Max three times. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, he's already, that, trilogy, that fight's kind of dead in the water, you know, unless Max goes on another crazy streak, even though he's number one, you know, because he's already fought, you know. So, I mean... 
But that's the thing. That's what's hard for Holloway right now. He ha- might have to move up because just Rodriguez, he beat Ortega, he beat Emmett. He never fought Allen. Those are good fights for him or Korean Zombie. But like I said, Yair and Josh Emmett already like they're already gonna fight. So I think Holloway's got to fight either Arnold Allen or he can fight the Korean Zombie. I think that makes a lot of sense. Would be interesting. And if not, then I say Brian Ortega could fight Arnold Allen. He's already fought the Korean Zombie. You know, he's... I mean, Cater and Ortega could could be a nice fight, too, but I don't know how long Cater needs to be to recover, how much time he's going to need for that. You got uh, Bryce Mitchell, number nine. He's going to fight um, Ilya Tupperia. Tupperia. Like, I think he's like 13th or 14th right now. Um, actually, 14th. Yeah, Ilya Tupperia. Tapuria, Tapuria, yeah. So I mean, that fight's gonna happen in the December card, December tenth or twelfth or whatever it is. So yeah, the featherweight division is right there. It's kind of on hold. So I mean, who do you guys think? Well, let me guys. What do you guys? Who? What do you guys think makes the most sense for Max Holloway actually? Because a lot of the other guys are already matched up. I'm think like I said, I'm thinking it has to be Arnold Allen or why not Korean Zombie? That, that could be a fun fight, fight right there. Unless he fights some type of super fight with the lightweight. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure on that one. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to ask a featherweight division. <laughs> and what's next there? Yeah, lightweight. There's always a Sean O'Malley. Is he next for in that division? I think we still got to talk about the welterweight division, though. Welterweight is just, I mean, that, that division is always going to be interesting too because you got guys who can't make 55 or guys who could make <coughs> or who could make 85 honestly so I mean that's another thing to think about I mean obviously number one matchups Kamar Usman and he's gonna fight next for the title of the rematch which he does deserve with Leon Edwards obviously Leon Edwards is a champ so I mean you know obviously that fight has to happen the trilogy I kind of think Usman should wait a fight. It's like right away you just want to get that back. You know, you want to get, you want that get back. You want that title back. You want that feeling of just being the best, all that. But I, I get that, and he's competitive. But I'm saying, you know, there's a lot of other matchups that Edwards could have a tough time with. Looking at the division, I mean, I mean, I think Kobe could have an easier time with Edwards and Usman, even just because he could wrestle for five rounds if he had to. I think, you know, a lot of people are just like, well, why didn't Usman do this? Why didn't Usman do that in the fifth round? Or almost like a lucky shit. But, I mean, Edwards is a pretty big guy himself, and it took a lot of strength and energy for Usman to be able to hold him down for all those rounds. First round, it was Edwards, you know, he won that round. And then the two, three, and four were all Usman holding him down and wrestling him, and and I think it took a lot out of him because in the fifth round, he did go for takedowns. He just didn't get it. And then he had a moment up against the cage where he had control, but he still wasn't able to get him down. And that's what he was kind of complaining because, you know, like why they break them up so fast when he was working for a takedown. But, uh, and that led to the knockout, you know, but I think that style himself gassed, you know, gassed himself. Usman hasn't really had to wrestle for five rounds for a long time, you know, since he fought with Masvidal the first time and uh, when he fought uh, Woodley. But um, I think that Kobe would be a tougher matchup for Edwards because he could exchange with one of the feet a little bit, a little slick, but just because he could chain the wrestling together and do it for five rounds and just big brother him and just the cardio-wise. 
So on the feet, I would feel like I would favor Edwards, but Kobe's relentless pace and all that. He would be able to do that for five rounds, no problem. That fifth round, he would have been if he that was his game plan to take him down and punish him and just squeeze on his face and punch him, you know, big brother him basically. I think Kobe would be able to do that a little bit better than Usman. Same thing with Kamzat. Well, Kamzat, obviously, like, you know, the MO on him is like, all right, he's dangerous for two, three rounds, but he's going to gas. So if you don't take him out for three rounds, for sure, I feel like he could take down and just beat the shit out of Edwards. But, I mean, if he gets past that and Edwards survives, then, I mean, Edwards is a sniper, you know, a better striker. He probably could land something big, but that's still a bad matchup for Edwards, I think, you know. You know, I mean, yeah, this whole five right here, like, no one's really signing. No one's wanting to fight other than the, the top dogs, other than Usman and Edwards for the rematch, which is obvious. But, like, at number two and three, Kobe, they're talking about Kobe and Kamzat, but it's not official yet. They've been talking about it for a long time. You got Kamzat calling out Alex Bahia, which doesn't even make sense to fight him in January when he just won the bout in a war. You know what I mean? And then you're going to go up there and grab a title. Why? Because you got a high name value. You just missed weight. You know, like, you're going to... We're going to reward you, come up here, beat this guy, and then go down there and back to get a title or, or back to be in a title eliminator, basically, for a championship fight when we don't even know if you can make the weight. Like, yeah, I don't think the UFC is going to hook him up like that. Uh, they don't like when guys don't make weight, yeah, historically anyway. But, uh, I mean, obviously, Comstat's a beast in fucking any division, pound-for-pound pound type shit, but... I still feel like, uh, you know, that's just not deserved. And it doesn't really make sense, honestly. Allow Muhammad's another guy who's interesting because he has been following, he has been calling out Kamzat for a minute. And he has history with Edwards where there was an eye poke situation, even though he was kind of already losing and getting pieced up a bit by Edwards in that first round. But they kind of have unfinished business there. There's a little story there, you know. But uh, Muhammad, and he's been calling out Covington for a while. He's been calling out. Uh, Kamzat, he's actually been throwing a lot of shade at Covington too, saying like, you know, he hasn't really beat anyone with a winning record or coming off a win. Everybody's off losses. And actually, I, I mean, I, I'm a Kobe fan, like I always said of his style, but I think Bilal actually matches up pretty good with him because, I mean, as long as he don't take a, too much damage, I don't know if Kobe will be able to just take him down and hold him down for five rounds. I'm pretty sure he could take him down. I don't think Bilal is taking Kobe down. But on the feet, maybe uh, Bilal might be a little stronger, might be able to take a punch a little better. I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, like I'll still be rolling with Kobe just because the cardio factor and the relentless on the feet or the ground, wherever it goes. But I also could see where Bilal, you know, might be able to do something there too. So, I mean, he matches up pretty good with Bilal, uh, Bilal does with the top guys. Like, especially after his last performance, now he's working with Khabib and that camp. I mean... Definitely a lot of improvements. So, yeah, that's a good one right there. Gilbert Burns, you got him uh, rounding out to top five. And he's been calling out um, Masvidal and making it public. Like, you know, I already said yes, like, this so many times and this and that. And Masvidal will turn it down. But, I mean, Masvidal, it's not like, oh, he's scared to fight but Gilbert Burns. I think it's actually a decent matchup for Masvidal. You know, like Burns isn't that high level wrestler that really gives Masvidal problems, you know, like, you know, like a Kobe or a Usman. So, I mean, I think that he does okay. It's going to be a stand up fight. And, I mean, Masvidal does have a chin other than, you know, Usman. No one's ever really knocked him out or slept him like that. So, I mean, he definitely has the better the boxing edge and he hits hard too. And he can roll with the punches. He's a big dude. I feel like 
I think he has a better chin, and he has some nice kicks himself. I think that's a good matchup for Masvidal Burns. You know, I'm not just saying I'm such a huge Masvidal fan. I am. I always have been a fan of him, but not of his recent shit with Kobe and all that bullshit. But I think that's stupid. But um, but at the same time, I mean, you know, whatever man did what he did. You know, he'll see his own judgment in court, not for me. So it is what it is. But uh. As far as that matchup, I think he does match up okay with Burns. I don't know if Burns has the chin to go toe-to-toe with, like, a Masvidal. He definitely has the power to take him out. He's explosive. He's a little bit, you know, he's out the kickboxing down. And if it goes to the ground, obviously, I mean, Gilbert Burns is as high level as it gets with the jiu-jitsu game. But holding Masvidal down, I mean, other than, like, Kobe and Usman, I don't see a lot of guys doing that to him, you know, so... He has pretty good wrestling himself and anti-wrestling and anti-jiu-jitsu, you know. So, I mean, that that's pretty much with that division because you got what's Wonder Boy fighting. Uh, uh, yeah, what is fucking... Um, yeah, wait, what the fuck? That was not even right in here. Wonder Boy's next opponent... Kevin Holland, where, where's Kevin Holland at? Do they have him as a middleweight, or I don't see him ranked anywhere right here. Maybe because he retired for a week. I mean, I don't know. Because <laughs> that's that Wonder Boy and Kevin Holland are fighting too. So I mean, that's in that welterweight. But yeah, I mean, that's my thoughts on welterweight. I don't know some potential matchups there. You always got Luke in the mix, Shavkat, Rachmaninov. I mean, yeah, he's gonna be another one of those guys. That was gonna have some tough guy, you know, time uh, getting fights. Jeff Neal, wasn't Jeff Neal? Who's he gonna fight next? I remember Jeff Neal. I thought, yeah, Jeff Neal's another beast right there. I mean, yeah, every single division has killers right now. You know, like it's like everyone's a beast right now. Like every division, the top ten is like pretty ridiculous. You know. All like close fights could go to either way, especially the top five in Watcherweight. I mean, you know, Gilbert Burns lost three spots when he fought comes out and lost. You know, threw it out there and he took that chance, gave comes out the chance. But uh, yeah, I don't see what's up for Burns. Other than that, you know, he's also be a good matchup for Kobe. Jeff Neal, that'd be a good one to Burns. I mean, I don't, I could have swore Jeff Neal was hooked up with somebody to fight, but. Not sure on that one, but uh, yeah. So that's the welterweight division. Oh shit, no technical difficulties. Yeah. How about that? Uh, fucking Dylan Dennis, Dodo Dennis, uh, getting. <laughs> uh, he got cracked by Anthony Taylor. <clears throat> okay, so well. KSI was promoting his event. He had a card. I can't remember the name of the card. It was, you know, YouTube fighters, whatever. Um, I think Greg Hardy was on that card. Greg Hardy fought uh, Haseem Rockman. Um, I thought he got a knockout. But my son was saying that it was a decision, but he did drop Rockman. Actually, Greg Hardy. It looked good. Just big as fuck, though. I mean, the guy came in like at 320. You know, a heavyweight limit at UFC is 265, and he, he was barely making that, obviously, but he came in at 320, and I seen Rockman was 225, 226-ish, you know. So, I mean, obviously, this 90-plus pound weight advantage for Greg Hardy. So, he's a bigger dude, you know, athletic. And, you know, because Rockman's okay, you know. It's, it's not like he's bad, but, I mean, that's a kind of a crazy fight right there. I mean, you know, 
rock band with all that experience nevertheless that's a bigger freaking human that you got to try to hit and and greg hardy always had some punching power i mean you know his problem wasn't the matchups he was getting were just nothing but guys who could take him down and beat him up that way and he really had the ground game for it so or the cardio but if you could just stand in front of him and let him punch the shit out of you yeah he would have been way more successful in the ufc he would have got some knockouts, but yeah, so Greg Hardy ended up beating Hasim Rockman. But anyway, back to what I was saying, like KSI was, and Wade Concept was there. I think he was like kind of um, commentating and just doing the interviews. And um, so KSI was there promoting, and Dylan Dennis and his crew, he had a few guys with him, probably some teammates or whoever, I don't know. Maybe they gave him a ride there, I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, guys are fighting forever jiu-jitsu beast but he hasn't found a minute so anyway he goes up and he kind of okay hey what's up man i didn't recognize you and stuff like that kind of talking shit saying oh you know like i didn't recognize you oh what do you how would you like it if i just went over there and choked you out right now or some shit like that and ksi's like i'd rather knock you out and or something like that you know kind of response or you know you can see way kind of in there like what the fuck like he yeah, i think he thought Dil, uh, dylan Dennis was coming up but just as a respectful you know and that was it and then that just happened. And so then Dylan Dennis has a drink in his hand, throws the drink, and then, uh, which hits Wade Concept basically all on his shit because he's right there. Like, he's on this side, KSI on this side. So basically he, he drenches him with two drinks. He pulled up uh, uh, a page out of Nate Diaz, the Diaz brothers, and throwing the drink. And then he kind of hit him with his left and hit his hat off his head or something like that because I think he had, like, cowboy hat on. He had like a cowboy hat or something like that. So then, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Everyone breaks it up. Wade gets in there. And it's like, you know, everyone's holding KSI back because he's trying to get to him. He gets all pissed. And then Dylan Downs goes outside with his guys walking back to the car or whatever they're doing. They're like, get him out of here type shit. You know, security and all that. You hear a lot of KSI's guys just, you know, it might be like just talking shit, whatever. And then here comes Anthony Taylor talking, saying, hey, man, you can't be doing that around here. Anthony Taylor, if you guys don't know, he's like five foot six dude, like MMA fighter, has some hands, like boxes. Like he actually boxed uh, Tommy, um, Tommy Fury. Yeah, he actually taught, he fought him, you know, to like a four round or I think it was a four or five round exhibition, four to six rounds. Usually in boxing, it's four to six, eight, but. I think it was a four-rounder. But anyway, yeah, they went to a decision, actually, which Tommy Fury beat him. But, I mean, it's hard to look good against a guy when you're 6'5 or 6'4 and this dude's 5'6. And, you know what I mean? It's kind of like when uh, Floyd fought uh, Logan Paul. I mean, Logan Paul just looked sloppy and just huge and stumbled over a giant fighting a little guy. It was kind of like that with Fury. But anyway, that just shows that uh, Taylor does have some experience and some hands. You know, he took on a pro boxer and he's fought MMA you know so I mean I think he's in Bellator right now or something like that but anyway <laughs> he has a lot of heart he came out and he was just talking shit to their whole crew down and then walking them down and next thing you know, I think he takes a, one of them takes a swing at him then he takes a swing back next thing you know it's just like kind of a little melee where you can see down it's like you know it's kind of like that crazy guy you're trying to get away from at the party because this fool's coming in crazy you know just throwing like ready to crack somebody and he came in and, and hit him with the right hand not like this cleanest fucking just you know like he laid into it but he he, he cracked him pretty good because Dennis did kind of fall all the way back and into his uh vehicle you know car truck or whatever and then then he come, he kind of hesitated for a second and then he kind of gets back in the mix but basically all that Dennis guys got cracked and 
either not drop, like knocked out or anything like that, but might have dropped. I seen one guy, it looked like he was going to go in and do something, and the other guy was falling down and threw a punch and, and dropped him at the same time. It was kind of weird, but, <clears throat> you know, I seen Anthony Taylor had a little mark on his eye. Someone cracked him too, I think, but little guy was taking on everybody, you know, five foot six, don't give a shit, you know, just, he was like, well, I'm MMA too, let's go, you know, and it was crazy. I mean, it kind of seemed like it was almost staged. Like it's, it's obviously it's, um, Dan is trolling, you know, and his trolling has paid off because he's on Twitter always talking shit about everybody, you know, always like hating on everyone after the fights and all that, but trying to get on that clout, you know, but I mean, he has some pretty, he trolls, you know what I'm saying? He, he did his thing because he was landing him a huge fight right here. So Bellator is letting him do that because next day they're actually signed to fight. That shit just happened like Friday or Saturday. Next thing you know, the next day they're already signed. They're going to fight like KSI and Dylan Dana. So I guess it didn't take much for Bellator. Obviously KSI has got his own promotion going on with Logan Paul. So they could put their together and like, you know, fuck it, we'll sign it. Let's fight. Let's make this fight happen. And it just kind of makes it seem like it was more like it was fucking just a show and bullshit. And like Dylan Dallas was there for that reason to start a fight so he can get a fight because, you know, he's got a little bit of a name, but how many people are going to get that just to see Dylan Dallas get fucked up. But it's like, we don't really know how good KSI is honestly either. I mean, he's been training like same time, time frame as like Logan Paul and Jake Paul, you know, the Paul brothers. So, I mean, who knows how good he really is. I mean, obviously Dylan Dallas isn't known for his hands, you know, for Jesus guy, you know, I mean, he's got a black belt under Marcelo Garcia, which it's not a joke. A lot of people clown this cause his like black belt record wasn't the best, but same time, he's going against them, but killers at that point. I mean, he's going against the best guys and done well, even if he's lost or not. I mean, it is what it is, but it's still Marcelo Garcia, black belt, and so he's up there. But this doesn't mean he has hands either, but he has been training MMA for a while. He's been in Connor's corner and camp or whatever for I don't know how many years. So, I mean, he has trained some striking, obviously. So he definitely, I'm sure, has some understanding of boxing. You know, he, we just haven't seen him fight, you know, in like so long, so we don't know what he's capable of doing. It's just the same thing with KSI. We don't know what level he's at either. So, so whatever fight, I mean, I think people are just interested just to see if Dylan Dance get fucked up. You know, like he's been taking a lot of L's lately. You know, Nate Diaz slapped his boy. They doused his ass with drink. This was funny. Like this fool always ends up getting arrested at the end of the night all like this soaking ass shirt from the Diaz, you know, the crew just fucking him up. Like, you know, even though I, I kind of like, man, don't waste that beer. Pass that shit. No, but at the same time, you're over here just dousing this dude. And he's always just taking L's like that. Choked out by a security guard. Whether his leg was fucked up, I get it. But same time, he's, you know, he's just taking L's on social media big time. And, and we'll see what happens though. I mean, I, I, I would watch it, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, I don't really seen KSI fight other than I think they fought him and Logan Paul or something. I think I might've seen that one, the first one. When Logan didn't really have as much boxing or at least he didn't have as much cardio, I think. But that fight, I can't really remember, honestly, it was so long ago, but I think that was the only fight I actually seen a KSI. I don't, so I don't know. That's not the guy who just knows Deji, I was his little brother, I don't know. I don't really know all these YouTube guys that much. I do know, like, Wade Concept, he was there. I watched his, he has some pretty good breakdowns. And I know he's all tied in with them and gets in with the, you know, the YouTubers more. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting times we live in. And we got YouTube boxing, we got regular boxing, we got celebrity boxing, we got legends boxing, all merging in into, like, one shit, you know. Yeah, Let's see, what else did I talk about? Uh, 
Yeah, Jerry Hughes, Miles and Aaron talk about all that shit, really, honestly. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. We t- oh, Zhang Wei Lee is the only one we actually really didn't talk about. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. What's next for her? Rose, I mean, I think it's kind of already everyone saying, like, Rose going to take, you know, get that matchup. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I really care for that matchup right off the bat, honestly, just because the way Rose lost to Carla, like, even though it wasn't like it was some barn-burning fucking performance or anything, just that it was just a boring-ass fight. And, when, oh, I mean, I guess whatever. She was a champ. She never actually got it taken from her other than she did a little... Uh, Carla did a little more than her or took a couple more forward steps. I mean, I don't know even how they judge that fight, but, but I also like to see Amanda Lemos get that title shot. But then again, what are you going to do with Rose then if that happens? She could fight Andrade for the third time, which could make sense. Uh, Marina Rodriguez, Zhao Yan, uh, Mackenzie Dern. I mean, yeah, she's in the mix, but I don't know. Yeah, it kind of does make sense for, I guess, for Rose has to get that title fight or Amanda Lemos, but, like, I don't really want to see Amanda and Carla. I don't want to see Amanda. Maybe, oh, I think Amanda and Andrade, I haven't already, I don't remember, but that's a decent fight. But, I mean, I think I could have swore they were cool. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that one. That division, I guess it just has to be Rose and with the rematch, uh, the trilogy fight with um, with uh, Zhang Weili. No other way around that one. So, yeah. So how about Izzy, man? Is that is he unraveling? I mean, before our very eyes, I mean, what's going on here? I mean, because then he gets busted with some brass knuckles. <laughs> you guys see all the memes coming out? Like, where, you know, it was like TSA agent who arrested him. <laughs> you know, it was like photoshopped, obviously, with the look at Alex Bahia's head, you know, like face on there, like just waiting for him, you know, like with the fucking, with the, with the rubber gloves, like, you know, like bend over, buddy. Uh, Mr. Adesanya, we need to speak to you. Like, no, he don't even talk. He's just like the enforcer. He's the guy who put the cuffs on him and sticking a jam in his hand. <laughs> you know, but, you know, spread eagle. Yeah, and then they had the other meme where they beat me to it. I was on my way to making it, but... I didn't make it in time where he was actually the Sally. You know, he was in there busted in in orange jumpsuit, like waiting for Izzy. Like as soon as Izzy got busted, he went and got busted, you know, just so he could be a Sally. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I had a thought. Hopefully he don't start unraveling. I mean, I guess I was obviously a, a fan gave him it to him, gave him the brass knuckles and all this. But, of course, people would make fun of that anyway, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I, I think Izzy should take time off and just let someone else fight him. You know, why not? You know, it makes sense. Instead of jumping right back in there and, you know, how much can you really learn? And it'd be better if you had a fight in between and you could see how he's grown and, you know, let your body heal up a little better. I don't know. Have a different strategy. Not just like, all right, let's back up and reset. But at the same time, you know, obviously he deserves the 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 immediate rematch for all his defenses but yeah that's it man i don't know what else to say uh like and subscribe schizo jitsu at um twitter and instagram and uh schizo radio on spotify and youtube all right see you next time Laters.